Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. All right, welcome back. And if you're a first time listener, welcome. We are going to dive in today with some reflections around the inner vision workshop we just held and just talking about the discomfort of doing something new and just being reminded what that feels like better serving us to serve you guys. And also how when your animals know you are listening, they will hold you accountable and a few other things thrown in there. So, all right, let's go. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. If you missed last week's episode, we released Brianna Blackwelder. She's a vet student at NC State. She is a super intuitive little individual. She does myofascial work. Um, She's a good friend of mine and she's super awesome. It was a cool conversation to hear like perspectives um, from her as a vet student and things like that. So if you missed it, check it out. We did not do that great of a job advertising it because we have been balls to the wall with our inner vision thing and our vision quest, which is coming out soon, September 15th. If you guys are listening to this real time in 2023. And we just did this like inner vision workshop, which was all about awareness, which was super cool. Um, so I guess we can like start talking about that. What was your like biggest takeaway from it? Well, I think it was less of because we were so in it. It was me getting to experience what it feels like to be in a position of somebody doing something new. You know what I mean? Like the value in being uncomfortable and uncertain to remind us what it is like for our clients when they're doing workshops and stuff like that was, I think, super valuable. Never have been in a spot of doing, I mean, we do the podcast all the time and it's so easy because we just get to get on here and like blab about stuff we would just talk about. But to know that somebody we have um, that was a client and now she's she's family now as Mandy Lee did this entire beautiful slide deck and and I was like I just want to do right by it because it's such a piece of art and uh, to have it timed and to make sure that the slides are going at the right time and I was in control of it so it's like wild and super stressful um and we did I did get a little wild and messed up because I went on a little ranty rant and skipped like two or three of my slides, but I had her do the PDF of the slides and we put it in the, in the, the little portal that everyone got so that they could actually enjoy each slide in case they wanted to relive it. (laughs) So it lives on. Um, But I guess it was just that experience of having those like sensations rise in your body and then kind of thinking like, what is the thought that wants to pop up? And then recognizing it and knowing it's not something that would now at this point in my life stop me from doing it, right? It's like, people always ask that thing, like, how do you know if it's like that's coming up because you're not supposed to do something or if it's just you are. And I think it's about when you pay attention and you stop and you ask the questions of it, that's how you can kind of Mm -hmm. decipher between the like 
mind telling you, oh my gosh, alert, alert versus, oh, within deep within embedded in my soul. It's like, oh, this is definitely what we're supposed to be doing. I'm just excited. And, you know, and I want to do right by everyone in it. So I think my biggest thing was, it was like it tied right into the focus of the workshop and the awareness of, is this an old story of, are people going to watch this? It's not going to be good enough and I'm going to be rejected. <laughs> or is it, ooh, this feels like very powerful. And I feel like I'm holding this like sacred medicine to give to people. And I just want to do it in a way that honors everyone and you guys and Mandy Lee. So, so, um, so yeah, it was, it was wild. How about you? I had like a whole moment of a whole, however long you, so an hour of trying to decide if I was anxious or excited and I'm like this is such a big topic for me and like as you were doing the meditation I was going through it and you know my grandma actually my great grandma who I don't who I never really had like that great of a relationship with um she's the one that came forward in the meditation and then it turned into like my entire maternal line it was actually kind of wild and cool um but it was so interesting as I was like going through that meditation <laughs> and I like had the stomach flippy feeling and I was like, move your body, like just move it out of your body. And I was like, but hearing you like be like, don't reject anything. Like if you're feeling something, you're hearing something like this is feedback. We don't want to reject these parts of us that I was like, get out. And then I was like, wait, but what if it's excited? And I had this whole like internal battle. It was so weird. And then when it came to my part, I was like perfectly calm and fine and like was just excited about it. And I don't know, it was like such an interesting experience. But I find that that happens to me when I, um, it's like the anticipation of something, I think, because like even in my animal communication sessions, like at the start of every session, well, I shouldn't say every session, but like at the beginning of the day. I wake up and I'm like, do I want to cancel all my appointments today? No, I'm fine. Like, why are you freaking out? And I'm like, you've been doing this forever, but it's like every single day, I'm like, oh, I can't do it. Today's the day that I lost my intuition. I'm going to cancel all of my appointments. And then I have to like meditate and calm down. And as soon as I get into my first one, I'm like, oh yeah, you got this. And then I'm like in the flow and I love it. And it's like, so like fueling to me. Um, so yeah, that was just interesting for me to like, feel like I was like anxious the whole time. And then when you were telling the story about your dad, I like almost fell apart. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I had empathy. I don't know if I like, I don't know what it was, but it literally like my whole eyes were teared up. And like, I was like, mm, like I had to like mute myself and like force myself to like stuff all those feelings down, which now that I think about it, maybe that's why I've been crying all day today. <laughs> we did that inner vision thing. I was telling Amber, Oh, I've had such a day today. Like I have been crying all day. I had to take like half of my animals up into the light and do all of this, like shifting around with them. And yeah, it was just super interesting, really, really interesting about being ungrounded, which speaking of ungrounded squirrel moment, um, I'm getting my IUD out recently and this is how fucked up I am. You guys, I am afraid to get it out because I've had it as a little part of me since I started my business and I was telling Justin the other night, I was like, what if my IUD is what keeps me grounded? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what if I take it out and I'm ungrounded? I don't have the copper wire grounding me to the earth anymore. <laughs> I'm going to lose all my intuition. <laughs> oh my God. 
Oh my goodness. That is so funny. <laughs> Never ever have I heard someone say that is a reason why they were worried about getting their IUD out. <laughs> I know. So that's, that's where my mind went, which is why my appointment is not for a while because I need time to process the fact that I'm getting it out and that I'm still whole and complete without it. In fact, it's a foreign body creating inflammation within my body. Right. So it's for sure not keeping me grounded. I really got to work on my belief systems about that. But it's just funny what came up for me when I was like, yeah, I'm getting it out. And I was like, oh my God, wait. But that happened to me when I first started animal communication, because when I first started practicing, I sat on the floor and I felt like I had to be in a little pretzel position with my back straight sitting on the floor. And like, I had so much back pain. My hip flexors were so sore. I had knee pain because I was like, I convinced myself that I had to sit like that in order to like channel animals. And then like when we moved, I felt like all of my energy was in that room. And I was like, how am I going to talk to animals if I'm not in this space where I created it? And it's like so funny how your belief systems are a certain way. Um, thank God I grew out of that now. But yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at today. <laughs> that's where I'm at today. Yeah. I <laughs> Well, also, I think what people don't take into account, because until you experience it, you don't know what it's like, even if it's virtually, like keeping your energy up and holding the space for that many people, because we had over 100 people. And it's not like you don't feel that, you know what I mean? And so while it wouldn't change what we were doing, actually sitting in front of the screen, talking, flipping slides it does feel different and it's a lot heavier. And so, um, the processing and tapping into all that. And then afterwards having like a hangover from that is like, totally, I think totally valid, but the, the, all the stuff around the pressure to like make Mandy Lee proud or like make sure your slides were going at the right time. It was interesting to witness and hear the conversations my mind was trying to have about it you know and how oh god and at one point I grabbed my phone and I do think we should probably redo that entire thing and we can upload it to where it's like really smooth and whatever but at one point I grabbed my phone and I was like I can find the slides I can find the slides and I was like put it up next it's like okay notes coming next and I was like trying to listen to you and stay present so I could figure out we that was just our first time that was our first time and then Mandy Lee was like yeah, I tell every single person that their first time is always like that. I did have notes and I kept trying to look over at the notes and it was like, I just saw like letters going like this and I was like, never mind. I can't even read that anymore. I just knew I had to start my meditation at 1240 and that is all that I knew. So if you guys were in it and you're watching this, we appreciate you. It was a challenge in many different ways, but everyone seemed to really like it. Um, also, if you're watching this Saturday, you have like four days to actually purchase the replay. I'll put the link in here, but if it's beyond the 14th, sorry, we might re re put it out there at some point, but, um, but yeah, we've, we've accomplished our first. So you're like, yeah, if you want to buy that shit show, it's available for four days. That was the behind. <laughs> but it was actually really good. It was really good. That was the behind the scenes going on internally for us. But also looking at it that way, you 
can see what went on for people and the huge breakthroughs that people had and the emails that we've gotten, the messages that we've received. And, and it was like, all of that can be going in, in an imperfect like storm and people can receive exactly what they need to. So getting rid of that, I can't do it because I'm not ready or I can't do it because I'm not perfect yet, or it's not ready yet. It's like, it's all bullshit because you're never that ready until you're in it doing it. That's how the readiness happens. So yeah, everyone got immense value from it. We did give everyone the option to have their money back and no one asked for it back. So <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> did, that would have been a gauge for us if people were like, so <laughs> how about that money back? <laughs> oh, this podcast, we weren't sure what we were going to talk about, which happens to us all the time, which happens to us basically every single time which is why being scripted on this thing was so hard for us and having slides because we're like structure. We literally look at the time and we're like, all right, we'll, we'll introduce this and figure out where to go from here. Like we're so in the moment with stuff like that. So it's kind of hilarious. Like you put slides in front of us and we each lost a couple brain cells. We were like, how do we function like this? (laughs) Like you think it would be easier because what you were supposed to talk about was right in front of you. I know very much was not. I felt restricted. I was like, what if I want to channel something else? And I have choices right here in front of me. I have love languages right here in front of me. And like, I'm getting this other message. And that did happen to me at one point. I was like talking about something. And then I got a little like download. And I was like, and additionally... (laughs) got to add this in here for a second then that's what happened when you clicked forward on that slide and I was like hold on go back go back I didn't even say anything I needed to say (laughs) um yeah my meditation was nothing not even in the realm of what I had planned my meditation to look like it it derailed from the time I grounded people it just took on a life of its own and I was like well that wasn't just look at the time (laughs) where's the time so what's yeah. so funny is anytime you guide me in a meditation to find a table, my table is always very old. And I like run my hands across it. Like it's like painted, it's like old heavy wood and like, but like thin. And it's always stained a dark color. And for some reason I always run my hand across it to feel the texture about how it's old, but it's like painted just enough to where I'm not gonna get a splinter and then I can put whatever on it. It's so strange. When you do the meditations, my mind goes into like a specific something. Like when you're like, look at a table, it can be however you want it to look. Mine becomes very specific. Or like, if you're like leading us to like a space with water and you're like, you try to tell me what to stand on. My mind gets a very clear image of like the opposite of what you say. Like, so like the book, you're like, get a book and put it on this table. And my mind wanted to be like, don't tell me what to do. And so instead of a book, it chose a photo album. And so like I had a photo album instead of a book. <laughs> I had toyed with um having a glass ball, like a like a crystal ball. Like I just really wanted someone, I just wanted to make sure that, well, if you guys were in it, you'll understand what we're talking about if you've done any of our meditations. I just wanted to make sure people didn't relive that experience. I wanted them to be like viewing it away from them. 
Um, and it felt weird having someone like go sit down on a couch and like flip their TV on and watch the movie play. I was like, we can't bring electronics into the into the meditation up into the light. <laughs> Even though I brought an electronic into mine for some reason, I don't know where that came from. I was like, put your bubbles together and know that you're instantly connected. Like you're plugging a light into a light switch. I'm like, what? Why did I say that? <laughs> Oh gosh. Keeping it real. Keeping it real over here. Yeah. Um, so my favorite all but also my favorite part, and I think everybody's favorite part of the 21 Day Vision Quest and the workshop was the connecting to the collective consciousness of the horses and like their little messages that they had for everybody. I think that was the best part because it has become so personal for people when they hear it, they're like, oh. <laughs> That part is like super fun for me too, because I don't know what's going to come up. It's so funny to see like horses that I don't know and horses that I do know, like when I know the owner and I'm like laughing at what they say, like I need more empathy around biting and I know exactly whose horse that is. I'm like, ah, that's hilarious. Like that totally pokes their belief systems. Um, and it's been like cool for me to just like learn how to channel that because like, I, in my normal sessions, I look at a picture of an animal and I like specifically channel that animal. And if I don't, like there are some sessions that I do where like the people want to keep them open. And so I'll just be like, okay, I'm just going to like tell you what I see and we'll bring the animal forward. Um, so it kind of started practicing like that. And then I learned, I, I think I learned it for the most part at the elements of connection where I was kind of having to like individually connect with them. But then I found that when I was in like close proximity with everyone and they were in like that space of like, I'm ready to shift things, their horses were just like right there, which was cool. And then with the vision quest, it's like, it was the same thing. I just kind of looked, I like run down the list of everybody's names and then I set the intention and then all of these horses just kind of <laughs> come flooding in. And, um, and it's interesting to me how, they all have different messages, but it like flows together. So like for the inner vision thing, how it was like, okay, we need to talk about choice and awareness. And um, they all had their own little different things, like the love languages and stuff, but um, they complemented each other. So I was able to make like that whole section out of it, which was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. I just find it interesting that when that little experience we had with flirt, like we just got our new hay delivery today. So backstory, um, we've been, I've had my horses on Teff because they're a little chub chub right now. And so they're on some really low sugar hay and some other supplements. And, um, the load that we got like was not amazing. And I was having to kind of pull through stuff. Like every single flake, I was having to be really careful and then there were some bales that I would just like push to the side and we still had like 10 or 15 bales left. And I had gone into the barn and I finally told my mom, I was like, I am over this. We took a picture of all the hay we had to put to the side. We're like, we're getting rid of this, you know, come trade this out for new hay. And I had just only packed flirts hay net. And then the other two, I switched them to grass until the new hay was coming, just straight grass hay. And then I thought about not switching his. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I better just do all of them. So I dumped it out, restuffed it with just grass. I hung it up. And then literally Shaylee texted me like, <laughs> like not even 10 minutes after all of this is going down. And he's out in the pasture. So like 
you know, I think people think like, do they see it? And I'm like, I think he is so connected to everything that's happening on this property, like so intuitive and tuned in. Anna, she said, she said, Flirt just showed up while I was stuffing my haynets. And he says that he hates his haynet and it's poisoning him and ruining his life. And I was like, I was like that is so interesting. And I was like, no, I think he really likes his hay net because he actually chooses to eat from it. But I think he was associating the hay that was in it because the difference between the hay that he gets loose in the morning before they go out is different from the hay in the hay net. And I keep telling people that there's so much, um, there's so much metabolic stuff. Like we've talked to, we've talked about that a bunch, you know, and there's so much shit that they're spraying on the hay as well. You know what I mean? Just like us, like everything is getting just polluted with crap. And I'm just not wondering, like when he said that, I started really thinking about it. And I was like, the hay is, it's poisoning me is he's probably could sense the amount of crap that is on it. You know what I mean? Aside from the fact that there was like gross, weird stuff in it and, um, and how much that affects them. And, and so we got the new hay today and it was so funny because we got meadow grass this time because it's all they had. And he had, there was one bale of that shitty hay that was leaned up against the barn right where the in his stall is the first one next to the hay barn he had his head out and he was eating the shitty hay and I was like what what are you doing and he was like and he stops and he looks at me and and Chris was like it's so weird that that hay has been sitting there all morning he hasn't touched it we just all thought it was weird and I was like oh it's the crappy hay and then I look over him he's like taking bites of it and just staring at me and I was like what is that about <laughs> it's just like weird like and um last night the theme with him is he wants to be heard like, and he wants to be acknowledged. He wants people to really hear him. Like his whole life has been spent me showing him. He was with me through my like early stages of training. I mean, not even early, but like when I thought I was like a badass, right. So I was like the, probably the worst part for the horses with me. And, um, and he's been leased out a few times and we've recently decided to retire him from being a teacher for one person only like, Cause he's expressing very much so that he's not into it right now. And so I think he was just checking in to make sure that I was listening and, um, I'm going to stick to it because changed his hay out. And he came in and like, looked at me like, yep, good job. And then m- the client moved to a different horse. So he realized he's like, oh, cool. So yep. She honored that promise to me. Good job. And then last night I sent Shaylee a video that this fool they get like a little fluff of alfalfa and then their grain and then they get their hay net. So he walks into his stall and I knew he was going to do this. Walks straight over to the hay net, which he never does. Takes a couple bites just to check it. Looks at me and then walks back and I'm like, these horses, you guys. <laughs> he is just, and he's barging into our last podcast with Rochelle that we recorded for our members. He's just all up in it now. He's like, now that everyone's listening, I'm going to go ahead and just make myself known everywhere. And you better be paying attention and you better be honoring your word. <laughs> oh, so funny. Freaking love it. Chico's yeah. Chico did that. So Chico has had a cough for a couple of weeks and he was on allergy meds, wasn't really doing anything. It's on a plethora of herbs. Now he's on antibiotics. So they think it turned into a little bacterial thing. But um he when I connected with him today I was like what's going on like how do, how are we going to clear this cough what is it and he's like I just don't feel like I'm being heard I don't get the attention that I need anymore there's this donkey that's really like <laughs> cramping my style I'm the, the little one that shines all the time and now all anyone can talk about is this fucking donkey 
and I'm the special one. I'm the small one. And I was like, you're right. So I had to spend this whole time talking to him, telling him how perfect he is, telling him how special he is, um, telling him he's the only one that's allowed to be loose. And that the other day when the donkey got loose, that was not allowed. And I did not let him do that. So he was not special. And then I had to bring the donkey up and like connect the two of them and put a little, they fought for a second. And then we had to figure out what, you know, where the jealousy, where the resentment, whatever, whatever. We cleared all of that and they ended up being okay. But what was funny is like Chico was like, yep, I need to be heard and I need to have my special time. And I was like, okay. So I did that little healing. And then when I went out to feed my horses, I let Chico out of his stall and I just let him kind of like roam around and stuff. So he did that while I was like cleaning stalls, feeding everything. So I did all of that early today. And I'm like, all right, like you had your time. And I go to lead him out and he never does this. He's actually one that like trots around and like gets, he planted his feet like the donkey and just like pulled back against me <laughs> and like was like, like was testing me to see if I was going to like listen and leave him out for a little bit longer. So I did. I like threw the lead rope over him and like let him do his thing. And then I came back out to him, but here's the thing. It's like this little guy, you give him an inch and he takes a mile because now he's like planting his feet every three steps on the way back to the pasture. And I'm like, you cannot be loose forever. Like I'm leaving soon, (laughs) but it is funny how they test us. Like once you hear, and that's why I tell people at the beginning of like every conversation, like when you sign up for a session with me, when you, um, take my animal communication classes, like communication is a responsibility and like once they know that you know you are like responsible for those messages and honoring them and they're gonna freaking hold you accountable so be careful (laughs) (laughs) be careful what you wish for just kidding all right just kidding we want you to keep your animals and honor their voices and things of course we do okay that feels good yeah Uh, All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us again. It feels good to be back doing like actual podcasts because I feel like we haven't been doing guest ones and all the things lately. So this has been fun. And also if you guys are interested in, well, it has to be in the next couple of days. If you are watching this in real time between September 8th and 14th, the workshop will be available, the recording, um, and you can learn about what we're talking about. Um, but what is available is the enrollment for the 21 day vision quest is open now. I'll put that in the links. And if you're watching this before the 14th of September, then you can join us. And if not, you'll be, if you're late, I think we might do it maybe November one more time or something like that. Um, but those links will be in the show notes and I guess that's it. All right. Oh, yeah. Bye. You'll also get to witness the most epic, awkward ending of anything we've ever done together if you get the workshop, because it's not like a normal Zoom call when I tried to end that baddie. I could not find the end button, and there were so many people in there, and I was like struggling. My little cursor was going everywhere, so so that's there. So, All right, you guys. Later. Later.